Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went ye out into the wilderness to see, a reed shaken with the wind? But what went ye out for to see, a man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what went ye out for to see, a prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise be, be to, to thee, thee, O Christ. Christ. In these days of modern technology, it's remarkable how an incident, be it good or bad, can be filmed almost straight away and spread to a very wide audience. And it occurred to me how good it would have been if some of the incidents in the Bible were recorded on film. For example, in the Old Testament, we better see what Noah's Ark really looked like or could see that remarkable reunion of Joseph and his brothers and all the celebration and emotion. Cecil B. DeMille did his best to depict the parting of the Red Sea, where we would know whether or not that was the correct interpretation. And in the New Testament, how about if the Sermon on the Mount was there for us to see, to see for ourselves the face of Jesus, to look at the faces of his congregation, some in rapt attention, others thinking, some may be hostile, but we'd be able to see it with our own eyes. And what about John the Baptist? What a dynamic character he must have been. And to actually see him would be tremendous. We do know that he had an interesting blend of qualities in his character, both authority coupled with humility. Interesting combination. His authority, his voice rang through the hills and valleys, turning people back to God and preparing the way for Christ. People flocked to hear him, even Herod, was moved by his preaching. So what power and authority this man had. But his humility, people began to think, is he the Christ he's talking about? And each time they ask, well, here's a sample of some of his answers. He says, I am not the Christ. 
On another occasion, I am not. And when they ask again, no. John was perfectly content to be a sort of best man, a runner-up, the second stream, the silver medalist, to allow Jesus to have all the glory and the credit. Someone has said he was the voice, but Jesus was the word which gave it meaning. Or he was a lamp, but Jesus was the light which shone through it. Authority and humility don't often go together. Most people have one or another. John the Baptist had both. And as he got people to listen to him, and as he challenged them, it was so special because all through the Old Testament they'd promised this great Messiah. And then there'd been a long silence. And here comes John saying, the moment is near. And he does it by raising their expectations to prepare them for this great event. Expectancy was in the air. And as we approach Christmas Day, there is a great sense of expectation at all levels. For example, all of us in this church now, well, we're involved in the countdown to Christmas all preparing different practical things which have to be done. I myself am preparing to be a chaplain on a cruise ship in the Mediterranean. And um, there's lots to find out. For example, I checked with the captain of the ship what sort of passengers will be on board. And he said, you'll have newlyweds, overfeds, and nearly deads. But he said, you'll find it very rewarding. But what about on the spiritual level? What level of expectation do we have that this familiar story will ring true in our hearts in a fresh way? William Temple once wrote, we can block divine grace by failure of expectation. And William Carey, the great missionary, once said, expect great things from God. So I wonder what our level of expectation is on a spiritual level as we approach the great day of Christmas. Because Jesus can break through in many different ways. For instance, we may want to study his word more closely and read the Christian narrative and really meditate on it and pray that God will speak to us through his word. And very shortly we'll be gathering together for the Eucharist, thanksgiving for all that Jesus means in this world of ours and indeed in our own personal Christian journey. I know some people love to just go into a quiet church and maybe look at a crib and study the characters and think about the true meaning or as the phrase goes, the reason for the season. And often they go out refreshed and renewed at this marvelous story. 
Sometimes Jesus touches our hearts in unexpected ways, through people and events. But the thing is to be ready and to expect him to have a special word for us in this Christmas season. John the Baptist had people on tiptoe of expectation about this Messiah who was coming and they were not disappointed and Jesus came and changed the world and made it possible to have peace with God, peace in our hearts and peace with each other. A tiptoe of expectation. That's what they said about the people listening to John the Baptist. May it be said of each one of us as we approach Christmas Day and celebrate the birth of Jesus and his life and ministry. Amen.